Welcome to Kick the Effin' Ball Podcast, where we talk all about the big ball and the small ball. From GA to LGFA to Hurling and Camogie. Here we go! And the referee is looking around and acting of Mickey. Slobberini, Slobberini! There's men being kicked and bruised all over. Over the bell with the bear for a day. Over the bell with the bear for a day. He got a boot in the head and you're not looking at it. He got a boot! How's it going, folks? You're all very welcome to this week's episode of Kick the F and Ball podcast with me, Nathan. Oh, hang on. Morph's not here. What's going on? This week's episode is going to be a little bit different because, as you've probably heard, Morph is not currently in the studio with me. This week, what we done was we sent Murph out on the road to have a chat with some of um, ladies' football's finest. So on this week's episode, we have interviews with Offaly footballer Don Hannon. We also have an interview with uh, LGFA Player of the Year, Ms. Vicky Wall. So our first port of call is, of course, County Offaly. Murph caught up with Don Hannon, and here's how it went. All right, folks, on this week's podcast, we are delighted to have Awfully Intermediate Ladies footballer Dawn Hannon, all the way from Road County Awfully. Dawn, how the hell are you, my dear? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? <laughs> good, good, good. Listen, we're, we're, living, we're living the high life up here. You're, you're back on, on the playing pitch. Dawn, we'll dive straight into it. Where did it all begin for Dawn Hannon or where is she from? Or just give everyone a bit of an idea. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> that's a pretty simple question. Just... Basically living on road, like there's nothing really else to do in my village. So basically that was it. My sister fled above me. So because I'm the baby now, I just automatically went down training with them. So that was it. <laughs> so obviously uh, football was a big thing, obviously with such a rural village for you growing up. Obviously a lot of people would know the road uh, men's football team. So that would have been a massive interest for yourself growing up, my dear. No, yeah, 100%. It's literally, if you don't play football, you're not even known to be from road. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, John, I suppose when you started off um, playing football, did it take you long before you got into the inter-county football scene or was it something you'd done as an underage, uh, in under 14, 16 minor, or what way did it work for you? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I remember playing like, do you know all them blitz, like when you're yes. 10, like eight, nine, ten years of age, uh, with office, you're absolutely like, I'm sure I didn't know any different. Like, I didn't realize how important it was playing with Fear County. Like, but then I broke a few bones along the way in my teenage years. So I didn't play for about two years, I'd say two or three years, and then went back, uh, under 21 with Awfully. So kind of started then about two, three years ago again. <laughs> oh, great stuff. Um, Dawn, for, for yourself, um, you, you went to, where was your secondary school you went to, by by the way, sorry? I actually went to school in Westmead. Uh, being from Road, like I got the choice to go to Eatonderry or Rotterbridge, but again, like my older sisters went to Rotterbridge. So I ended up going to Westmead, yeah. <laughs> another, I'd say, another uh, I suppose, famous school, St Mary's Eatonderry, I'm assuming you went to, um, for football as well. Would, would you have played football in... Uh, secondary school, or were you more of a girl for the social outings and crack, or what way were you? Oh, no, no, I definitely played uh, football with uh, Rotterbridge. Anyway, anything I could do to go out class, now I done pretty much in school. Uh, so football was my big thing now in secondary school. And did you head to third level, Dawn, or did you do something different? Or 
Uh, I actually went to uh, college for a few months now and then I got uh, confirmation on the army. I applied for the army literally my first month in college. Um, wow. Yeah, and then I got the army, I'd say around March. So a few months is all I'd done in college. So I wouldn't even say a few months because I found out in January and then I kind of took advantage of and beer and more so than Anton. <laughs> Unbelievable. And obviously, I suppose, in the army as well, being female in the army, there, there would be uh, football in, in the army as well, I'm assuming. Yeah, on yeah. the men's. I actually, yeah. Now, I knew there was a men's team, but it took me, I'd say, three years uh, before I actually even got even known into the or football into the army. But, uh, yeah, playing the last few years. Obviously, with COVID now, sure, there was not yeah. last year. But, yeah, before the, the year before that now, I played a bit. I love it, like, you know, especially playing yes. with a different group of girls, like, it's a completely different competition, I suppose, like, just playing with other girls from different counties, even, that's mad, yeah. like, they're all very good, let me tell you, it's a lot of best soccer, so it's a lot yes. stronger now, all right. <laughs> and Dawn, when did you make your, I suppose, your inter-county uh, debut for the senior team? You've been knocking around for a while there as well, so I'm yeah. assuming you've been there for uh, quite a bit. Uh, I, yeah, actually, I I don't know what year it is now. I'd be brutal now. My memory's brutal, but I remember <laughs> playing from a young age because a lot of girls now that would have played for road, like Orly Heavy and Emma Dawson, I remember being a baby now. I couldn't even drive at the time. I'd say maybe 16. Um, I remember just even going down to Waterford and I'm just sitting in the back of the car, like really quiet, afraid to open my mouth. Um, but yeah, I remember starting and just doing what I was told, basically. Do you know that kind of way? <laughs> yes. And um, I suppose we'll jump into, I suppose, the current year that's in it, 2021, we're back on the pitch. You ha- uh, you're yeah. back in National League uh, area. You had a great win over Carlo last weekend. Yeah. And you also have a, a new management in which he, this year, John Ryan, stepped away in uh, the middle of last season. How How is new management, I suppose, under the likes of Gary Daly and I know Joe Quinn's there in the bowl, John and. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I wouldn't say Gary's new now. Gary's definitely been knocking around a good few years, especially with his daughter Mairead playing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, love it. Joe Quinn definitely acid. I remember Joe was in us the year we won the All-Ireland. Now, I'd broken two collarbones that year. But uh, yeah, he done savage stuff with the women. So I'm hoping now this year is very same. Like he's already back with a bang. Ryan ran the shite over us, but... Or, sorry, I shouldn't say shite, but... Well, you're all right, you're all right. Like Neither say a word. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, uh, uh, yeah, definitely uh, good things ahead. Anyway, we started off very well, so I'm excited now. I haven't been excited about Awfully Ladies. I know that's probably a bad thing, but I'm really excited now. I think this year will be a great year now. Best now since probably the All-Ireland, the year to win the All-Ireland, so... And he, he had a he had a huge uh, win, six point win over Carlo in Division Four uh, last Sunday down in Carlo IT. Obviously, yeah. it's it's tough going to play an away fixture as well as that. Carlo have been an up and coming team as well. Um, mm-hmm. ha, the game went well for you, Dawn. Um, now J- the bowl, John, did tell me to mention. <laughs> yeah, you, you're on you're on the sideline for ten minutes as well. Oh, of course you did. <laughs> oh, no. He wouldn't let you with hands on him. <laughs> You were happy. Uh, yeah. You were happy with the game. Uh, do you know what? Like, I wouldn't say happy. Obviously, delighted for the win, but like, it could have been better. Like, we didn't really get the chance to play actual football. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we were all excited. Obviously, first round of the league, first proper match, like competitive match, I suppose. But uh, yeah, the ref 
kind of didn't go to plan really and truly, but what can you do? <laughs> I know that's that's the joys of football. And you welcome yeah. you welcome Limerick ladies to O'Connor Park this Sunday. Um yeah. huge boost. I know you played a couple of games there last year, but it's a huge boost to be able to get back into O'Connor Park as an inter-county ladies team and play there on Sunday. Um, and all going well, uh, Dawn. You're looking at a league semi-final, uh, really in Division 4 at the minute, uh, oh, depending God. on the results on, on Sunday. Please go, how, So how, how do you feel, I suppose, heading into this Sunday's game? Or I suppose there has oh. to be a lot of positivity. Yeah, geez, 100%. Like, really positive going in now to play Limerick. Limerick now... To be fair, always give us a good game. I remember playing yeah. them twice here two years ago, but uh, both down in Limerick, one challenge, and I think one was in the league. Or so, I'm not sure, but uh, remember playing them twice in both games, very good. So uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'd say it'd be a lot tougher now than Car. Well, I'm expecting it to be anyway, but please God, being at home and back in O'Connor Park as well, like it'll all go to plan first, please. <laughs> And Dawn, as an individual yourself, obviously I know you, you said you're in the army and stuff like that, and you're obviously a county player. Would you set high standards for yourself, my dear? Oh, uh, yeah, I suppose I would. Actually, John was always giving out to me that I'm too hard on myself, but I get like even getting like that's in bin last week. I, I was just brutal. Like I was so disheartened. I hadn't been bin in years, so I suppose that might come down to discipline. All right, in the army, some might say. Don't but, yeah, feel too yeah. bad. Don't feel too bad. I used to get a red card every match. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not nice now sitting on the sideline. But actually, I'm delighted now. The lads that have a bin now brought into their game. So I'm delighted because now they all know what it feels like to sit on the sideline for 10 minutes. Like, and yeah. like 10 minutes can be so long as well. It's very well, different than being sent yeah. off completely. Do you know what I mean? Oh, 100%. 10 minutes could change a game, you know, yeah. in a matter of minutes. So, in a matter of time. So, um, listen, Don. I don't want to hold you up too long. It was just yeah. literally a quick chat with you, just to wish you the best of luck for 2021. Uh, you hopefully, touch wood, come this Sunday, you'll be National League semi-final, yeah. heading for a National League final, and then you'll be heading straight into the All-Ireland Series. You've got down and loud in your group. Yeah. Um, yeah. And <laughs> I would have high expectations of Awfully there as well. Oh, please, God. You're actually light with the draw. Not that or there's difference between the teams, but yeah. hoping now it just goes our way. Things are seen to be going our way so far, so good with the league, with the fixtures. So, yeah, hoping now to get win, nothing but wins, I suppose, this year. <laughs> yeah, and well, I, I think under under Gary and Joe, he, he definitely will will definitely cross that barrier as well because we, we Joe on the podcast during the weekend, or sorry, earlier in the week, and he was, was excellent as well. Um, yeah. to have on and talk about and he spoke very highly of the awfully girls so Dawn I'm, I'm going to leave it there with you I appreciate taking Perfect. your time it's very very quick and simple with us here Um, and I wish you the best of luck this coming weekend and thanks I wish you the best of luck for 2021 Dawn thanks Millie much appreciate and thanks for having me on <laughs> thanking you Dawn see you there bye 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 and then, of course, was Awfully Ladies footballer Don Hannon. And we want to wish the Awfully Ladies football team all the best in their upcoming campaign this year. And now, we head across to County Meath, where Morph caught up with the one and only Vicky Wall. All right, folks, on this week's podcast, we are delighted to have the multiple All-Ireland winner between club, county and college level, having represented Meath and Dunboyne, along with DCU at third level, Vicky Wall, how the hell are you? Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me on. 
all good, Vicky? Preparations underway for, for the National League? Yeah, absolutely. I suppose we've won training left now before Sunday, so we're looking forward to getting back started, yeah. Yeah, has to be done. I suppose, Vicky, we'll dive straight into it. Um, Vicky, where did your love for the ladies' game, I suppose, start, or where did it all begin? Yeah, I suppose I would would have been involved with soccer um, first and foremost, um, and then it was actually my younger sister Sarah who got involved with GA before I did, um, and I think it could have been that one of my soccer matches got cancelled, and I kind of went down to the training and stuff, and just stuck at it since then. So I think it was about under tens, under twelve. So just literally as soon as I started, I just became obsessed with it. So yeah. Wow. Um... And I know, obviously, you would have a, a football family as well because Sarah would be involved with you. That would have been on the All-Ireland winning team uh, in 2020 as well. When you were growing up, I suppose, who would have been a, you, that you would have classed as your biggest inspiration, uh, football and wise or any sport and, I suppose, academic? Yeah, it always would have been Dad. So he uh, he played soccer um, for Kildare Town and stuff like that. So, um he was definitely a big influence and I suppose he would have been the first person to give us advice and first person to tell you if you had a good game and definitely the first if you had a bad game. So I suppose he would have been someone that I'd always be trying to impress maybe when I was playing, just looking out for him. <laughs> yeah, that. I think I think everyone does be in the same boat when they have the parents on the sidelines shouting at you. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you were born and raised, I'm, I'm assuming, in Dunboyne in County Mead. How was your childhood in the terms of, did you spend most of it on a on a pitch or were you kind of out messing and gallivanting or what way were you? Yeah, we had a great crew growing up in the estate, so I suppose I would have been heavily involved in sports, so that would have filled most of the evenings as well. Mom had, had us in absolutely everything, so concertina, violin, piano, everything, so it was a, you, we music- kept very busy. Your music? No, comes. not now. Not <laughs> not now. Uh, that was that was, I suppose, her trying to keep us busy. So, uh, no, not not too musical now at the moment. <laughs> um, Vicky, you made your first All Ireland final in two thousand eighteen with me against Tyrone. Um, you would have been eighteen, nineteen. Am I right saying that? I'm trying to remember now. I was probably twenty. Just going. To, just gone twenty. Just maybe nineteen, twenty. Yeah. Uh, was that an exciting time? First time, I suppose, in Croker, all Iron final day? Yeah, it was unreal, I suppose. When I first started playing for the seniors, Crow Park seemed like a, a very distant thing. So, um, yeah, it was really, really good to get there. Uh, obviously, you go and maybe naively, kind of, with, uh, you, you always go out thinking you can win the match, but I suppose Tyrone just that day were just a step above. Um, they were really, really good and they capitalised on all of our mistakes and Got, got goals in the first few minutes so I suppose um, it was it was a tough loss to take and then again in 2019 so it was uh, there are strange experiences in the sense that it's Crow Park and it's yeah. where you've always wanted to play and then you're kind of going home losing and not with the feeling you thought you'd be going home with and Vicky uh, from from I suppose an elite sports person like yourself how do you bounce back um, from two All-Ireland defeats to finally get over the line in 2020 and beaten obviously my t- my home to county but how how do you get how do you get that um how do you bounce back to get you know come january and it's three nights a week and it's muck rain and shite how do you say to yourself oh not another year yeah. i don't know i don't think i've ever come to that stage where i've thought oh no not another year like i think to be honest with you, I, I almost feel like as a team and the girls, we actually like we mourned the losses. Like I genuinely feel like for after the losses, we spent probably 
a week, 10 days together. Like we literally didn't leave each other's side. It was, you'd be staying in the girls' houses. We always lagged Sean and she literally moved into Moyo Shopsy's house for the week after, you know, just, it was just, you want to be with the people that kind of understand in a sense what you're going through. Like you're working for an entire year to get to that stage of Crow Park and losing it. I suppose you kind of, maybe a lot of people don't understand how big of a loss it is so I think you kind of we just spent as much time as possible with each other then you go away you're straight back into club football really so you don't really have a huge amount of time to sit sit back and in, not enjoy obviously the loss but just think about it so I think then come come November December when you're getting back into it and like thinking of the next year just have to have a short-term memory like you kind of just have to forget about it and move on and like league comes at you fairly quickly so I don't I don't think there's a huge amount of time to be sitting around and dwelling on it to be honest yeah and uh, to be fair um we actually i think it was the first year you reached your final 2018 we pledged you i was with longford that time we pledged you up in park mm. dalton and just on the management side of things like the preparation that you go in as management with Ian murray and uh, paul kurgan i think and i can't think of the other man yeah. uh, there's another uh, man. shane wall and mark yeah. as well yeah like the preparation these guys do for you um before any game like it's, and he as individuals as player it's unbelievable the work he put in just to I suppose get to the top of a Hogan stand to lift the Mary Queen Cup it was it's unbelievable like yeah look it's definitely not the, just the 15 players on the pitch that win that match th- that day do you know kind of way like yeah. even we have um, our female liaison officer Michelle Grimes and I think like we, I always like to say that we could not have won anything without her like she literally just gives us everything and she's like she's one of the key parts and then you also have the 15 girls maybe that don't get on the pitch that day the girls that have been involved in the lead up to getting 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 us getting me to where we are today so it's definitely a, a group effort and the, like you say the management literally do absolutely everything like they really really don't leave any stone unturned so um yeah huge credit to them and I suppose it's it is definitely a team in the sense that not just the 15 players Am I right saying, um, obviously, if you look at your club perspective, Vicky, you've won multiple county titles with Dunboyne and you've also won a Intermediate All-Ireland, if I'm right saying, in 2017? Yeah, we won the Junior in 2015 and then the Intermediate All-Ireland in 2017. That must have been, I suppose, if you take county away, it must have been like a proud moment to win um, you know, an All-Ireland club title with your family first most but the people you've grown up with and the people you've played with all your life like can you give us a lead up to that or what was that like or yeah so I suppose like senior football in Dunboyne um, would have kind of disbanded uh, probably about 2013-2014 a lot of the girls went away traveling and kind of were teaching abroad and everything like that so there really was no numbers and then kind of come 20 maybe between 2013 and 2015 we got a team back together and there would have been a lot of us that would have been 16 17 maybe 18 and then a a big gap and then there would have been a few 25 26 and maybe a bit older so we came back in 2015 we started 2014 sorry we started junior we lost the semi-final that the county semi-final that year then we went on to win the junior club all Ireland in 2015 which was huge you know it was absolutely phenomenal and the support in the village was huge and the two clubs the men and female men and women had amalgamated at that stage so it was really really good to see then it's almost like a trend 2016 we lost the intermediate county championship 2017 went on to win it and then last year we actually won the senior championship so it's definitely been a quick journey I suppose probably felt like felt long but it's quick in the sense that from 2015 to 2020 winning junior to senior county is is a big step up so it definitely has been quick and I suppose there, there just is really really good players in the club and, and I suppose 
Vicky, at the minute, like um, anyone that knows Ladies Gaelic Football Association knows Vicky Wall. Um, to be fair to you, do you ever feel? Because you're you're still quite young. Do you ever feel? I suppose pressure on any given day when you go out because there there is a lot of even I work as a as a coaching officer here down in Westmead. And all the girls kind of would would always say Vicky Wall, you know Vicky Wall. This like, do you feel pressure from younger generations? You know that look up to you as such. Do you try and always try and reach a high standard, or does it get to you at all? Uh, no, I wouldn't feel a huge amount of pressure from those type of things. You know, maybe I'm just oblivious or, or kind of wouldn't really take much notice of those type of things. You know. I think the pressure that I feel probably comes from myself, you know, I set high standards for myself and I know like I, I always go out wanting to have a good game and stuff like that. So I suppose I put pressure on myself in the fact of how I prepare for a game and my life and how I commit to football, but I wouldn't really feel a huge amount of pressure maybe from external bodies and stuff like that. But um, I suppose just, just wanting to, to live up to my own standards really as such. Vicky, who would you rate, I suppose, as the best footballer that you've either played with or played against, obviously, since you started in your time? Is there anyone that kind of stands out particularly? Because I know you've had a huge group of girls in DCU with you that are top-class inter-county yeah. footballers, as well as Mead and Dunboyne. Yeah, well, I suppose someone that stands out, I suppose, in just ladies against football is Ash Maloney, you know, and I think it's more than just her football abilities. I think it's how she is as a person and stuff, you know, she's so humble and she's, she's great at getting a team together and stuff like that. And I think their, t- their skills you can teach as well. And then probably a bit biased is um, Emma Duggan. I just think I play with her in club and county. And I just, it's, it, again, it comes down to more so like, obviously Dougie is extremely naturally talented, but you know, you just, I just see the work that she puts in herself and she's, she's always there with a the bag of balls and the pitch She's all like herself during the week and outside of football, just putting in it, putting it in. So I suppose kind of would admire those two girls in the sense that, you know, you know what they put in and it's not just natural ability and natural talent that yeah. got, has gotten them to where they are so far. You spent your college life in DCU and you captured a kind of cup in 2018 with an elite group of girls um, that was that was on your team. That alone, that would would have been a great experience, but how was, I suppose, college life pre-COVID and going in from secondary school into third level? Was it a big jump or did you mind it? Or? Um, it wasn't a big jump. I, I kind of, I was all right, but I suppose I wouldn't really have had him in first January we were involved with Dunboyne up into December, so it wouldn't have been the college lifestyle, I suppose, of going out all the time. But um, definitely did with the with the O'Connor Cup team, I suppose. That was probably the time we got to do a good bit of celebrating after matches and sticking together and stuff. And yeah, it was good. I, I enjoyed college. I um, did a year of work experience in third year, so I suppose I only kind of would have got one or two years in DCU just due to COVID and stuff like that. But I really, really enjoyed my time in DCU, yeah. Are, are you finished in DCU now or...? Yeah, literally just finished uh, this year, so oh, just finished up the last few weeks. Do, do, yeah. You're gone to the real life now. Yeah, exactly, do, exactly. Dreams. And what? Do you mind me asking what? What do you plan on doing? Obviously, college is finished. Are you going? What venture are you heading? It's a good from? question. Yeah, good question. Trying to trying to figure that out now myself. So just maybe apply for a few masters and stuff like that. So I'll just see where see where I go now in the next few months. We'll hardly get you down to AIT to play a bit of college ball, no. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um so i just on, on another yoke i was doing research on it today um and you won your uh players player of the year in 2020 um to win an individual award in that 
that must be some accolade. I obviously you know there's team sports, but for you for yourself, um, and all you've I suppose been through because reading your articles and stuff, um, about weight issues and. I know firsthand because I, w- I was in operation transformation myself, so I know where yeah. where you come from and that. Like that must have been a great achievement to do something like that, Vicky. Yeah, I suppose look, the main goal of the year always was the All Ireland and to get that was just like absolutely unbelievable. I just don't think anything can compare to actually winning with your team. But look, it's it is nice to be recognised in that sense, especially as it's it was by players. So I suppose that was something that stood out to me. I think as well, you know just myself seeing the work that I had put in over the last years, I just, it really, really was nice to be recognised in that sense. But um, yeah, it, it was lovely. I was probably, a very, I was very overwhelmed, I suppose, when I when I found out I'd won it and everything like that. So it was, it was, a, it was a big honour, yeah. Um, Vicky, I suppose a lot of talk, well, I, I would a lot of talk in terms of LGFA and people that would be involved in it. Would you, would you like to go and play um, AFL down the line in terms of the likes of what Zero Core and all them are doing? Would you like to go play a bit of ball over that side or, or are you a home bird uh, yeah no it's not something I'd rule out um, I suppose it just if the opportunity arose and stuff like that but um, yeah look at the moment I'm just focusing on me you know I've committed to that this year and stuff so just taking that and just taking things as they come yeah how do you feel Vicky your first year up at uh, senior championship level how do you feel um, are you going to get on? Obviously, it's yet again like it's a higher level again to intermediate. But I personally, I would feel that Mead um, have been a dominant force at intermediate level and for the last two or three years. And I actually think personally that you won't be too you won't be too far off an All Ireland senior title as well. Would that be kind of nearly the same vibe as you are? Or are you kind of going at one one game at a time? Or yeah, look, it's always one good game at a time. But then I suppose, like the last few years, like if we'd won against Tyrone, I feel I don't feel like we would have coped too well in senior that year, you know, that kind of way and stuff. But now the fact that we've grown and we've stick, stuck together as a panel and everything, I really do feel feel we can compete in senior. You know, we we're going up and we're going all guns blazing. You know, we know it's not going to be easy by any by any means. But I suppose we definitely are confident in the fact that we can compete up at senior level. You know, it's you're going into matches believing you can win. So there's there's definitely no doubt of that anyway. Vicky, I suppose a question I would ask you as well, and I ask most most of the guests that come on that have been playing intercounty football for for a long period of time. Do you ever, or when you, sorry, I'll ask that question again. I can just edit that out. Um, Vicky, I we ask this question. I suppose a lot of time to, um, guests that come on the show. Do you ever feel like you would? be interested in going when I suppose you hang up the boots interested in going into management side of things would it be something you'd enjoy yeah I think so maybe maybe more coaching and stuff like that but I definitely feel like there's a huge space in the, in the ladies football anyway for a lot more female coaches to be involved you know I saw the article there today I think it's is an Antrim that have two female trainers and management yeah. and stuff so I think they're one of the only teams that do have full manage, full female management so I definitely think there is space for more f- females to get involved in coaching levels and stuff like that and definitely isn't something that I would rule out in the future I think it's great that you can be involved you know and whether it's at underage or or higher I think it's just good to keep involved yeah and, and Vicky I suppose when we talk about Ladies Football Association from when you started to where it is now it has come on leaps and bounds even in terms of I suppose the sponsorship that only came out here during the week with little um partnering up to do all the live streaming of all the games like it's just even last two three years it's just really roll steamed uh to where you know it's really become something really big do you notice that as players or 
Yeah, look, I absolutely do do acknowledge that there's been huge, huge progressions since I started playing senior county football to now. Um, I do still think there is a significant gap to close. I mean, I, I, yeah. to be honest, I do, I do think there is still a lot of things that can be improved. But like, it's just shown that last year, maybe when people couldn't get to matches, the interest that people had on those live streams and those type of things, it's just shown that the more you do show the game, the more people will watch it. So the more accessible it is to people, the more traction you can gain, you can get yeah. to watch the games and everything. So I just think they're, yeah, I think it's going in the right direction. I think this equal funding was a good step. It's like the work that the WGPA and the GPA do is absolutely incredible, you know, on behalf of the players and for the players. So it's really, really good. And yeah, I think there is definitely still a few areas that do need to be significantly improved. But um, look, mileage this year for championship matches, it's 30 cent in comparison to the men's receiving. I think it's 52, 56 cent per mile. It's a step in the right direction, but I suppose we, we do want to be on par. Yeah, no, and it's 100% right. And, like, to be honest with you, I would always say that I actually think the ladies' game now is on par with the men's game, if not a little bit stronger. It has become more exciting to the men's than the men's game, in my eyes. Um, And it would be my first love. Vicky, when you look back um on your 2020 All-Ireland final, um, and I was just thinking that here in the back of my head, I forgot to ask you earlier, Sarah, your sister, she got injured quite early into that game. What was your, I suppose, initial thoughts on that? Because I know you, you played a huge role in that game as well. You, to be honest with you, you, you took a fair hand on Westmead with goals. You scored one of the best goals I've seen in the last couple of years anyways. Yeah. Um, but what was your initial thoughts, I suppose, with um, your sister getting injured and then, I suppose, getting putting in a performance that was worthy of Player of the Year? Yeah, like myself and Sarah are extremely close. We're, we're very, very similar in a lot of aspects and then very different. But I suppose she'd really, you know, she was playing number three. She was doing really, really well all year. Like even watching back the Clare match in the semi-final, you know, the commentators come down as well. She literally just textbook tackle, you know, showed the girl out over the line and just was really, really good. And Sarah, she's probably maybe not a natural number three in physique and that type of thing she's such a good runner and an athlete and everything so she was doing really really well for us and for me to see her go down you know I knew I, I actually couldn't even see that far first of all when I uh, saw her first go down and then I kind of she, she was staying down a bit longer so I went up to her so I started slagging her after she was trying to say she could play on you know only standing on one foot so I just <laughs> tried to have to convince her first of all to leave the pitch so that was the first thing but um yeah look I'd be definitely hugely protective over Sarah and I, I've seen her she, she's done her cruise ship before when she was 17 so I've seen the amount of effort and stuff she did to get back to where she is now and I suppose at the time during the match I didn't have a huge amount of time to think is a cruise ship what has she done yeah. all that kind of thing I just knew that she was gone off the pitch and wouldn't be able to contribute but um, yeah look Sarah off the pitch definitely pushed me to probably play a bit harder and just think that she couldn't be playing but then Sarah herself said like you know we just have we have a huge panel and Avian Lee he got to come on and I've got a chance and she came on first thing she did was score points and she really really stood up and she's been someone that has been breaking onto the panel in the last 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 year or so so um like getting game time and everything so I was delighted to see her have a good game so I suppose it's kind of it's catch 22 of I was devastated to see Sarah leaving the pitch but then it was great to see someone else coming on and really standing up to things as well and who is the boss of the house yourself or Sarah that's the main question uh, yeah, I think everyone would admit it's probably me now, unfortunately, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Vicky, listen, we're going to leave it there. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I want to wish you the best of luck in your first round uh, National League against Kerry. And I want to wish you 
the best of luck for your senior championships. First years up in senior championship. I'm sure I will see you at the tail end of the senior championship. Um, I will talk to you soon, Vicky, and hopefully I'll be talking to you after an All Ireland final win come 2021. Thanks very much, Vicky. Yeah, no pressure at all. Thanks a million. Cheers. Bye bye. And that, of course, was uh, Mead footballer. This is Vicky Wall, and of course, as Alan mentioned at the very start there, a well-decorated footballer at that. Um, that's it from this week's podcast. We will be back to normal next week with Murph in the studio. We might have another special guest with us. You never know. Um, from myself, Nathan, and I speak for Murph, we want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast so far and all the lovely messages we've been getting. It's been great. All we ask is that you keep liking the pages, sharing the page, the posts. We still have the Jersey competition, which is running on Facebook and Instagram. Anyway, that's it from me and Marv. Keep on poking. We'll see you next week. Good night.